being punked. That was the way that Grizzlies coach Taylor Jenkins described the game against the Minnesota Timberwolves over the weekend. But guess what? I got the perfect plan. If the Grizzlies don't want to be punked today against the Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic specifically, I think I got the perfect winning formula for the team. We're going to break down that, and we're going to recap last weekend as well, coming up on Locked on Grizzlies. You are Locked on Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies. I am your host today, DeMichael Cole, beat writer for the Commercial Appeal, right here in Memphis, Tennessee. Co-host Joe Molnax getting a well-deserved day off. But today, we got a lot to talk about. We got to recap some things over the weekend, and we got to talk about what's a a big week. I mean, there's going to be so much happening this week. I I hope you're just staying in tune with us because uh, we got this Mavericks game. Then we got Dylan Brooks one more time in Houston this season. Then there will be Dylan Brooks' return game to Memphis on Friday as well. And then, lo and behold, as we get into next week, around this time on this same day, we'll be previewing a potentially John Morant's return to the Memphis Grizzlies, which is expected to come next Tuesday as well. But thank you guys for tuning in to Locked on Grizzlies. Today's episode is brought to you by none other than prize picks the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports go to prizepicks.com slash locked on nba and use the code all lowercase by the way use the code locked on nba for the first deposit match of up to 100 dollars appreciate you guys always tune in make sure you tune in each and everywhere you get your podcast that's google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher Wherever you listen, wherever you watch your podcast, Locked On Grizzlies is there. Excited about this episode on today with you guys because I was there on Friday and the Grizzlies uh, pretty much got beat down against a Minnesota Timberwolves team. By the way, that is that is really good. I, I just I think this team has kind of found you know their their winning way, their winning formula uh, for this season. But a really good Timberwolves team. Got the best of the Grizzlies again, 127 to 103, and kind of put a little halt to all these improvements that we've been talking about with the Grizzlies, right? Talk about how the defense has been better. Well, they gave up 127. We've been talking about how they've been scoring the ball better in the paint. You know, that that game against the Timberwolves ended a four consecutive game streak of 100, I mean, of 50 or more paint points. Uh, so a lot of takeaways from that game, but one stands out way above anything else. And it's the way that one, not not only Taylor Jenkins talked about the team, but it was the team talking about the team after the game. Everybody was fixated on rebounding. Rebounding, rebounding, rebounding. Rebounding was the entire conversation uh, after the game. And to put it frankly, deservedly so. Deservedly so. Uh, the Grizzlies struggled on the boards in this game against, you know, a Timberwolves team that is one. They're very big. They're, they're one, not only one of the biggest teams, you know, in the NBA, but they have guys on that team 
you know, like a Rudy Gobert, like a Carl Anthony Towns, like a Nas Reed, like a uh, Kyle Anderson, all very good rebounders. Uh, Minnesota had a 54 to 28 rebounding edge in that game. And it's not just the rebounding edge. It's not even just the 54 to 28 that stands out. Offensive rebounds. Uh, Minnesota had 15 offensive rebounds turn into 23 points. The Grizzlies had eight offensive rebounds turn into nine points. Uh, to put this in perspective, Taylor Jenkins basically said that they punked us for the second time this season. You hardly ever hear Taylor Jenkins say the Grizzlies got punked. That's just not common. You know, that's not that's not the way you describe this team, right? Uh, not the team that we've seen, you know, over the past few seasons that's kind of been built on being the imposer, not the team that's being uh, imposed on, as we saw in this game. But uh, it, was, it was mainly Rudy Gobert. I mean, he he had a field day against the Grizzlies uh, in this game. I think season high for him, uh, nine offensive rebounds, 16 points, 20 rebounds total, plus 25 while he was in the game, six blocks as well. Uh, it, he, he was tough. And it, it, it led me to a bigger thing because – it's kind of how I like to sum these things up, right? Uh, the Timberwolves game was kind of a precursor in a way because there have been examples throughout this, and we're going to dig deeper into this as we talk about the Mavs' upcoming game as well. Rebounding is kind of an issue right now. It, it's not a glaring issue because when you play certain teams, uh, the Grizzlies have enough. Like, they're not just terrible at rebounding, but – if you look at the best teams, I'm just going to throw a couple names off the top of my head. You know, we know the Timberwolves are the number one seed right now. You look at Denver with Nikolai Jokic over there. Uh, it, it, those type of teams. The Grizzlies are going to struggle. Look at the Lakers, right? With Anthony Davis on the glass. We've, we've seen it already. Uh, those are the type of teams where the Grizzlies are kind of going to struggle on the glass with right now. We know about uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., and he's improving as a rebounder, but he's still nothing that a uh, opposing team is going to say, hey, you know, uh, we're afraid of that guy on the glass. But I'm going to go through Bismack Biombo's stats real quick. Remember, in his first four starts, double-digit rebounds in all games. Let's look at these uh, games right here. I'm about to go pretty much over a stretch of games. Uh, his last 10 games, I think, uh, for Bismack Biombo. His last 10 games, let's go through the rebounding numbers. Nine rebounds, two Five, four, five, six, six, five, eleven against Detroit uh, last week, and then three against Minnesota. Now let's say them in reverse order. Against Minnesota, three rebounds. Against Detroit, eleven rebounds. Going down after that through a ten-game stretch: five, six, six, five, four, five, two, nine. Now some of you will say, "Well, duh, it's Bismack Biombo." I mean, we picked him up, you know, during the season. What did you expect him to be, prime Dwight Howard? And I'll say you're right. But I'll also say that the bar was set very high early on with that stretch. And this isn't a knock on Bismack Biombo, uh in any way. This is more pointing out the fact that this is the Grizzlies starting center right now, and that's the rebounding production that they're getting. You got to get more for a team that depends on rebounding so they can get out and transition and, and run against defenses that aren't set as much as this team do. You have to get, you have to have the rebounding advantage. I think the Grizzlies this season are six and two when they win the rebounding battle. 
six and two. There is no stat I think out there that that more correlates to how the Grizzlies can win. Four and four uh, when they score fifty or more points in the paints. That's another good one. But six and two when they win the rebounding battle. They just haven't won it enough. Eight games they won a rebounding battle out of twenty-one games played. Simply not enough. Uh, how do they fix this rebounding thing right now? It looks like it's going to have to be internal as we get closer throughout this week when we figure out what's going to happen. You know, who's the player that's going to be released on the roster in the John Morant decision? Uh, we'll, we'll dive deeper into that topic when me, Joe, me and Joe Molinax get uh, back on the show. But as of right now, uh, rebounding is an issue. It's not like the glaring issue of, you know, the offensive struggles and, and things like that. But it is something that will come into play when you – Go against all of these elite teams. I think that's where it is. Taylor Jenkins challenged the team. And guess what? I think this is a perfect time for the team to say, you know what? You're right. We did get pumped. And I just want to point out that make sure you hear this part. Because this was my takeaway uh, from the rebounding side of things when we talked to the players after the game. Talking to those guys, Xavier Tillman, Jaron Jackson Jr., the rest of the players, Santi Aldama. Talking to the players about the rebounding, it kind of felt similar to the day we were talking to them about the defensive communication issues. Remember, Derrick Rose called the team out. Then there was Marcus Smart's comments. Then they had the practice that was solely focused on improving defensive communication. That's kind of how it feels about the rebounding right now. Xavier Tillman told me after the game, he said, we're awful at team rebounding right now. Xavier Tillman's words, not mine. And him, Jaron, um, I think David Roddy as well. All these guys talked about the idea that right now it's only what's what the Grizzlies are having you know, a problem is uh, it's it's one guy having to control the glass. For example, you know, uh, the guy that Rudy Gobert is boxing out, uh, the Grizzlies would prefer that that guy has to just simply focus on boxing out Rudy Gobert. And then other teammates will enter the picture to grab the boards. And we've talked about it in the past, right? The Grizzlies having good guard rebounders. Well, that's where it comes into play. You know, where a guy like Xavier Tillman or Bismack Biombo, they, they their priority should be keeping Rudy Gobert off of the glass. And sometimes that takes you out of position to get the rebound. And so instead of Carl Anthony Towns or, you know, uh, Kyle Anderson or another Timberwolves player swooping in there untouched to get the rebound, you need more Grizzlies players to hit the glass, put a body on a body, and if not, go up there with two hands and snag it. That's what they need. So, again, this is – the energy from the rebounding, the concerns. You know, David Roddy said we've been harping on this for a couple weeks now. Uh, Xavier Tillman said they're awful at it right now. At the same time, it reminds me of the constructive criticism that was given out when we talked about the defense communication issues. And I say that because uh, with the defense communication issues, we haven't seen that many of them as of late. Whereas in that situation, I will say this, Taylor Jenkins – Came up with an excellent plan. I think the practice plan that we talked about it, where the player-led practice was a great idea. In this case, I don't know if there's a real answer other than you just got to want it. You know, as, as Taylor Jenkins said, you know, there's no really magic, no super strategy to becoming a better rebounding team. You just got to go get it. And that's what the Grizzlies are going to have to do, you know, going forward, starting with the game coming up against the Mavericks that we're going to talk about up here in a second, and specifically from that game, we got to talk about Luka Doncic. Because the Grizzlies didn't play him the last time, but he's back for this game. So we're going to talk about that. 
Hicks coming up on Locked On Grizzlies. But before we get to that, they got to talk about our friends over at Prize Picks. Because if you don't know by now, Prize Picks is the number one daily fantasy sports option out there for you as well. And look, Prize Pick is not only the best, it's the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We are easiest, and it's the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It is simple. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other people and, you know, and whatnot, you just pick. It's simple. You pick more or less than on two to six player stat projections. And guess what? At that point, cha-ching, just watch the winnings roll in. Prospects and look, I'll, I just put it as simple as this you go to a player, Jaron Jackson Jr., for example. We just looked at Bismack Biombo's uh, rebounding numbers. All you have to do is say, I think he'll get more than six rebounds in this game, I think he'll get less. And you make two to six player stat projections, and that's how you come up with your selections. For example, uh, I talked to a couple people over at Prize Weeks, and one guy said this week he's taking Stephen Curry for more than 25 points, Nikola Jokic for more than 10 rebounds, Anthony Davis for more than two blocks, and Damian Lillard for more than four three-pointers made. He's going to package that together, and if he wins, he's going to be a rich guy real soon. So, look, Prize Picks is the place to go. It's the number one daily fantasy sports option. Make sure you go take advantage of terrific opportunities over there at Prize Picks. How do you do it? Well, it's simple. Go to prizepicks.com right now, slash lowercase locked on NBA. That's L O C K E D on NBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. So, make sure you go take advantage of that terrific opportunity over at Prize Picks. The Grizzlies have a terrific opportunity against the Dallas Mavericks coming up. Luka Doncic is playing, and it's still a terrific opportunity. Mm, We're going to talk about that and why coming up next on Locked on Grizzlies. Welcome back to Locked on Grizzlies, everyone. I am the Michael Cole, beat writer here for the Commercial Appeal in Memphis, Tennessee. I want to thank you guys for tuning in with us on today uh, for today's edition of Locked on Grizzlies. And for the rest of the episode, we're going to be talking about this game against the Dallas Mavericks. You missed the first segment. Uh, we talked about Taylor Jenkins challenging the team, challenging the rebounding, wanting the team to be better rebounding, saying, the, saying that the Minnesota Timberwolves punked the Grizzlies twice. And then there's the sense of urgency uh, that I got from the players, you know, uh, after talking to Taylor Jenkins as well. But look no further. Today is all about defending Luka Doncic. I think it's simple. You want to win? Want to beat the Dallas Mavericks today? You got a guard, Luka Doncic. And let me explain why. Let me explain why. Here's the thing. The Mavericks will be missing a lot of guys in this game. And I know we've had this situation before and the Grizzlies, you know, uh, won against, you know, the Mavericks earlier this season when both teams were undermanned. And I want to keep saying both teams because I'll say that the Grizzlies, if there's one team that doesn't care about you missing players, uh, it's it's the Grizzlies. But the Grizzlies beat the Mavericks 108 to 94 in Dallas, you know, a little more than a week ago. Uh in that game, I think it was, you know, no no Luka Doncic for for the Mavs. Uh there was no, I think uh you know, no, I mean, no Luka Doncic specifically and no Tim Hardaway Jr. Both of those guys were out, and those are two of the Mavs, you know, top scoring options. Well, in this game, it's going to be a little bit different because the Mavs are still going to be missing players. Kyrie Irving, out. Josh Green, another guy who started in that last game against the Grizzlies, he's out. Maxi Kleber, 
a terrific 3 and D option for the Dallas Mavericks. He's out. Grant Williams, another guy, I mean, I don't have to tell you. You've seen Grant Williams uh, shoot, feels like 100%, maybe 75% from three-point range against the Grizzlies. He's out. So let's break it down here. A couple starters in Kyrie Irving, Grant Williams, Josh Green as well, a guy in that last game against the Grizzlies who had 10 points and five assists. And while most of the starters were heavily in the mind, he was minus six in that game. So clearly a, a positive impact as a defender and a guy who just does some of everything. All those guys are important players to what the Mavs like to do. But some of you will say, well, it doesn't matter because Luka Doncic is on the floor. I agree to you. I agree with you. But here's the thing. I challenged Taylor Jenkins. Taylor Jenkins challenged the, the Grizzlies in the last segment, right? I challenged Taylor Jenkins to hold Luka Doncic to one or the other less than 30 points or less than 10 assists in this upcoming game. One or the other. Choose a poison and stick to it. Do not have him out here playing freely, having his way. This cannot be, you know, like his last game, 32 points, 10 assists against Portland or the game before that against Utah where he had 40 points and 11 assists or the game before that against Oklahoma City where he had 36 points and 18 assists. This cannot be like any of those games. And I say that because if you go uh, through the last three games, he's had at least 30 points and 10 assists in each of those games. The Grizzlies have to pick an option here because guess what? The Mavs are listen are gonna miss a lot of star power, you know, in this game. You know, Kyrie Irving, yes, he shot three or fifteen in that last game, but the Mavericks are gonna be missing a lot of a lot of star power. Tim Hardaway Jr. is gonna be back. Yes, he's gonna be back, and he is probably one of the top candidates right now for six man of the year. But if you look at it, the Mavs only have four guys averaging double figures this season. Five, if you want to round it up with Grant Williams, who's averaging 9.8 points per game. So let's say you include Grant Williams in that group. Of those five players, you're only going to have three. One of them is Luka Doncic. The other is Tim Hardaway Jr., who's averaging uh, 16.9 points per game. And the other is Derrick Jones Jr., who's averaging 10.1 points per game. And quite frankly, you like uh, the Grizzlies did in that first meeting. Derrick Jones Jr. beats you, he beats you. Here's my, my option. I think you throw all the doubles, all the traps. You throw the kitchen sink and more at Luka Doncic. Taylor Jenkins did a terrific job drawing up the game plan against Kyrie Irving in that last game. As I mentioned, Kyrie Irving shot 3 of 15 from the field. Easily his most frustrating, his ugliest game of the season this year. <laughs> you can – look, let me be clear, man, because Luka Doncic is one of one. I mean, Kyrie Irving is a champion. He's great. But Luka is a level above that. So with all that being said, it's going to be tougher. You still might not make Luka shoot 3 or 15, but I think the strategy should be similar. The Grizzlies did a great job. They face-guarded Kyrie Irving, made it hard. When the ball left Kyrie Irving's hands, it was hard to get it back in his hands. And when it got back in his hands, he saw crowds. He saw multiple bodies. Do the same thing against Luka. If you go in this game saying, yeah, we got Vince Williams. He's a nice defender. We got David Roddy. He's a nice defender. We're just going to see how they fare against Luka early and we'll adjust. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Because by the time you're talking about it, Justin Hill already be hot. 
And we know Luca when, when he gets hot, he'll shoot that step back over you, 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 me, that guy over there, the guy behind you, the guy in the corner over there. Everybody can get it. Everybody can get it when he's hot. So you gotta go into this game. You gotta be the aggressor. Make Luca get the ball out of his hands. And as I said earlier, you want to choose between the points and the assists. If if he goes to this game and he has 20 points and he finishes with 15 assists, that's a win to me. Because whether you win or lose the game, you didn't let the star player do it. You made Tim Hardaway score 30 points. You made Derrick Jones Jr. score 20 points. You made other guys, Derrick Lively potentially, you made him score 20 points. If that's how the Grizzlies go down in this game, oh, well. But if Luka has 45, 10 assists, and he's out there, you know, dancing around saying, oh, these guys can't guard me, then you you failed. You failed the assignment. Uh, I think this is a very winnable game for the Grizzlies, being that there's no Kyrie, secondary superstar. Uh, so when Luka Doncic exits the game, there's going to be terrific opportunities for the Grizzlies to go on runs and take advantage of those, uh, you know, op- those stretches. And, again, yes, they have terrific scoring power by the likes of, you know, a guy like Tim Hardaway Jr. But Derek Lively has been a great young player for the team. He's another guy you have to keep off the glass in this game. Uh, Luca and Eric Lively love to run those uh, two-man, you know, pick and rolls, and he finds Derek Lively a lot. But guess what? <laughs> Make Derek Lively beat you in those situations, in my opinion. I think that Luca prioritizing taking away his score now, Taylor Jenkins could be of opposite. He said, hey, look, we'll, we'll, we don't care if he scores 40 as long as no one else scores. That's the other win, I think, in this perspective. You just can't have Luka doing both. As I mentioned in his last three games, 30 and 10 in each of those three games at least. Can't happen to that. You, you, you just shouldn't let it happen. Uh, if he scores 30 and has four assists, you win in my mind. If he scores 20 and has 15 assists, you win in my mind. So I think that should be your Luka plan. I think they should face guard him like they did Kyrie Irving. When the ball leaves his hands, make it super tough, deny, deny, deny. And guess what? Make the Mavs work to get the ball back in his hands because if, make them throw risky passes. Create turnover scenarios for the Grizzlies to get out and run in transition. And if the Grizzlies run in transition, that should create a better offensive game for them. So we got to talk about the offense next here on Locked on Grizzlies. But before we do that, we got to talk about our friends over at FanDuel. Because, look, FanDuel is where right now, if you haven't started your fan, made your FanDuel account yet, that means you're a new customer. And new customers can get $150 in bonus bets. How do you do that? All you got to do is win a $5 money line bet. Let's say there's some Cowboys fans on here. I know it. I know it. I'll, I'll give you guys a little credit for the win on Sunday night against the Eagles. Let's say you wanted to make a $5 money line bet last night. You said, I think the Cowboys are going to beat the Eagles. And you put $5 on You put $5 on that, you get $150 in bonus bets. As simple as that. It's 150 bucks. Books, man, and that goes straight into your fan dual account for bonus bets. So, look, if that doesn't convince you enough to join fan dual, how about the way that the app is so easy to use? Quick, easy, and safe withdrawals. You can bet spreads, player props, over unders, and much more. All you got to do is visit fanduel.com/slash locked on, and this is in all uppercase fanduel.com/slash locked on. That's L O C K E D to take advantage of this opportunity coming up next on locked on grizzlies we're going to talk about the opportunity that the grizzlies have against 
the Mavs on offense. Stay tuned for that. Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies, everyone. I am DeMichael Cole, beat writer here for the Commercial Appeal, right here in Memphis, Tennessee, talking to you about the Grizzlies and everything going on with the team. If you're just joining us on this episode, so far we talked about Taylor Jenkins challenging the team, right? After that loss to the Timberwolves where the Grizzlies lost by 24 points, where they were dominated on the glass, he said we got pumped for a second time against Minnesota. That has to change. You got to respond to that. And how did the Grizzlies respond to that? Well, you get Luka Doncic today, a shorthanded Mavs team that's missing, you know, three of their top scores in this game. Take advantage. No Kyrie. No no uh, Kyrie in this game. No Grant Williams. Two guys who are terrific for this team. You got to take advantage. If you know no Josh Green as well. Uh, so I think the, the game plan should be centered around Luka Doncic. But that's defensive. What about the offense? We've noticed all the trends as of late, and some are bigger than others. I think for the Grizzlies to win this game, the offense has got to be, you know, a little bit better. We haven't – we've been talking so much, you know, good about the defense that the offensive struggles have kind of – you know, we talk about them, but we don't talk too much about them. Like right now, Memphis just isn't a team that can score the ball well. They're just not that team right now. To put that in perspective for you, you want to know the last time the Grizzlies scored 110 points in a basketball game? November 18th against the San Antonio Spurs. That's the last time that the Grizzlies reached 110 points. Since then, 100 against the Celtics, uh, 91 against Houston, 89 against the Suns, 97 against the Timberwolves, 105 against the Jazz, 108 against the Mavs, 109 against the Suns, and oh, excuse me, they did score 116 against the Pistons, but you what's understood doesn't got to be explained. You know why I skipped the Pistons, it lost 18 games in a row, but I digress. Uh, one 103 against the Minnesota Timberwolves, so sure, excluding the Pistons, and you might as well exclude the Spurs in that as well. Uh, but even then, if you exclude the Pistons and the Spurs, two teams that are on a trajectory to get they're closing in on the longest. Uh, losing streaks in NBA history. You got to go back to when the Grizzlies scored 121 against the Utah Jazz on November 10th. Offense is kind of a big issue right now, and it's a big issue for obvious reasons. You're missing Luke Kennard, one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA. Missing Marcus Smart, who's very capable of knocking down spot-up three-point shots uh, while being a decent uh, facilitator and playmaker as well. You're missing John Morant, who's going to probably give you 25-plus points. Uh, when he gets back while pushing the tempo and transition and creating more paint scoring opportunities, creating more easier looks uh, for guys like Desmond Bain, you know, and other three-point shooters as well. So you're missing a decent-sized chunk of your scoring. And right now it has led to, like, some notable some notable misses within, you know, uh, the offensive production. And you can start with the starting lineup. That's That's where I'll start. Because I think with Desmond Bain, you know what you're going to get. With Jaron Jackson Jr., you, you're hopeful of what you're going to get. And lately, you've been getting it. Uh, Bismack Biombo, I'm not going to keep harping on him. Because Bismack Biombo's never really been a scorer. But, again, last three games, two points, two points, two points. Game before that, four points. Game before that, six points. Last game where he reached double figures against Minnesota, November 26, 10 points. Before that, six points, five points, two points. 
don't you don't really expect him to be a scored option. And quite frankly, you can't because this is who Bismack Biombo has been in his career. And you bring him in for defense. You don't bring him in uh, to be some terrific score. But Derrick Rose, last three games for Derrick Rose, six points, four points, six points. You need Derrick Rose to, to bring more to the offensive game. And he can. You know why? Because you go to the three games before that, 14 points, 12 points, 17 points. Derrick Rose has got to be a better scorer for the Grizzlies right now. Uh, they simply need it. And you just can't have these games where we've seen lately the Grizzlies have every game they've gone into at least two starters are finishing, you know, in single digits, you know, in scoring automatically. Like they go into this game, you know that uh, Derrick Rose and Bismack Biombo aren't going to reach double figures. And it hasn't been much better for David Roddy, who's the other starter. Against Minnesota on December 8th, 13 points. Take away that game, four points, eight points, six points in the previous three games before that. They're not getting enough starting lineup offensive production. And they're going to need more. Desmond Bain has been great. I think he's going to have to be great again. Desmond Bain, look, hey, you can't afford too many off nights right now. The team needs you. But the guy who's really got to bring it tonight to me is Jaron Jackson Jr. We can talk about Derrick Rose. We can talk about Bismack Biombo. Talk about David Roddy needing to step up. But a guy you should be able to depend on, a guy that you know what you're getting from, is Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, last three games, you, you talk about a guy that's been looking like an all-star. 21 points, 7 of 14 shooting. I got to point out the efficiency. 24 points, 10 of 20 shooting. 37 points, 13 of 21 shooting. Three consecutive games, 20 or more points, 50% shooting from the field. Uh, I don't have to tell you that. That's the first time that DeJaron has done that this season because you already know. Because we we've been tough on Jaron a little bit on this show, and because he's so much, he's capable of much more. And these last three games show it. But guess what? He can't stop here. Because you you're not you can't depend on Derrick Rose to be some guy who's going to drop you forty at this point. I mean, uh, with these extra days off, I know that Derrick Rose is a guy who's big on maintenance. He should be very rejuvenated and refreshed going into this game. David Roddy seems to like playing against the Mavs. He plays some of his best basketball in his career is against the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Bismack Biombo, you know what you're going to get. Jaron Jackson Jr. has got to bring it. And he should have every reason to do so. You know why? You go through Jaron Jackson Jr.'s last 10 game. Only one game did he score less than 10 points. December 1st against Dallas. Four points, two of eight shooting. Only played 14 minutes due to foul trouble, and then the game was pretty much out of hand in the fourth quarter. Didn't even really need Jaron at that point. So 14 minutes, two of eight shooting from the field, four points. Got to respond. Got to respond. Because Dallas is going into this game, yeah, we got his number. Yeah, Derek Lively, you got him. Take care of him. Jaron's got to respond in this game, and I fully expect him to do so, but – you need Dez and Jaron big nights, and you need that third player, whether it's Santi Aldama, you know, coming off the bench, whether it's Jalen Noel, who played terrific basketball in that last game. You need terrific offensive scoring production from the bench because you can't depend on the rest of the starters to be those groups. This, again, this is a very winnable game for the Grizzlies. Uh, I've been on the record. I said the Grizzlies need to get to eight wins. Uh, while John Morant's out, you only got four games left. So you got to win two of these games at Oklahoma City. That's probably the toughest one remaining, if you ask me, at OKC. So 
Uh, if we chalk that one up, that means you got to win against Houston once. You get Houston at home where they've been one of the best teams in the NBA. So good luck with that uh, on Houston's home floor. But then you get – well, you get Houston on the road. But you get Houston at home against the Grizzlies on Friday night in Freddie's form where they've been one of the worst teams in the NBA. Yes, the Grizzlies haven't been good at home either, but that's a game that has to be considered winnable in this game. You, yeah, you're playing against Luka and one of the top teams in the Western Conference. But if they don't have Kyrie, they don't have Grant Williams, you should go in this game feeling confident. And the Grizzlies have every reason to be confident heading into this game. Uh, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, like myself, like Joe Molinax, plus our national shows. Our national Locked On shows will be giving covering every single league and game out there. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever, uh, please subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. That's all day long. If you're joining, you're just chilling, lay back in the bed, turn that Locked On Sports uh, streaming channel on. Locked On Sports Today is where you go. And make sure you subscribe to that as well. Next on Locked On Grizzlies, on our next episode, uh, Joe Mullinax is going to be with you, and he's going to talk about uh, what happened in this game against the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, if you know Joe Mullinax, I think you're going to get only you're going to get one or two. You're going to get a very disappointed Joe, or you're going to get a very happy Joe. Because again, this is a very winnable game, and I think me and Joe are on the same page of saying this is one that Memphis should get. This is a game that they should win. This is a game that they can win. Yes, I know the offense is struggling. I know you know uh, that the Grizzlies have their issues, but you got to get a couple wins while Jaws out here, and uh, you got to get a couple more. I think these two games uh, that we just outlined, specifically starting with this one. Very winnable game for the Grizzlies. But thank you guys for tuning in to Locked On Grizzlies. Remember that Locked On Grizzlies is free and available wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, I'm DeMichael Cole, and we'll see you on Locked On Grizzlies.